This is Plant Based News. I am Peter Windrip. Today, my guest is Brian Rose, host and founder of London Real. How's it going, Brian? Awesome. Thanks for coming to the studio. So, I hear you've been challenged with a triathlon on a plant based diet. Can you tell me about it? Yeah, well, you know, every week I'm here in the studio speaking with some crazy person from around the world. It could be a writer or a fighter or a politician uh, or a rock star or a billionaire. And uh, this guy walked in my studio last year. His name is John Joseph. He's 55 and he's a former punk hardcore guy who's actually been uh, a vegan for 37 years and he runs Ironman competitions. And uh, I don't know, he saw something in me and uh, he invited me to New York and he challenged me to run my first Ironman. So it happens in 45 days. And have you done anything like this before? No, I'm not an endurance guy at all. I train Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Thai boxing, I lift weights, but nothing like, I just don't do endurance, never have. And what about the diet? Plant-based diet, 100%? So, you know, I'll be honest, London Real in the past six or nine months, we've been attracting a lot of people that are plant-based, right? We had Dr. Michael Greger in here, who has that book called How Not to Die, and the cookbook, he's super passionate about plant-based. I love him. Um, he was on, we had uh, James Aspie, who was a vegan activist, um, and I told my guest booking department, no more vegans, because we had so many in here, and then John Joseph showed up. And uh, what I find interesting is they're so, they're so different, so many different personalities, so many different thoughts about the plant-based diet. And so, uh, no, I've never gone 100% plant-based. Look, I was trending, I was open-minded, but I never had the discipline to stay vegetarian, let alone vegan, which is a whole nother ballgame. I mean, obviously you've had Tim Sheaf and Ivana Lynch on as well. Tim Correct. Sheaf, you've been friends with for a number of years now, haven't you? Yeah, I had Tim back on the show five, almost six years ago. Uh, when he had his hair short and he was, you know, really more of just the parkour guy. And um, yeah, then he was always talking to me about plant-based. He used to bring fruit over, those funny smelling fruits you get in Chinatown. Durian. Yeah. And he'd be like, Brian, eat this. And I'm like, okay. And uh, I invited him to my Thanksgiving and he'd be like, no. And I'm like, why aren't you coming? No love. And I think it's because of the turkey. By, by the way, we decided to pardon the turkey this year. There will be no turkey served at my Thanksgiving. And so, yeah, I knew Tim for a long time and Ivana Lynch as well. Uh, Luna Lovegood from uh, Harry Potter series, she's got a podcast as well. So yeah, I think these ideas get in your head and you process them and that's probably maybe why I'm on this as well. Sort of like vegan curious almost. But you don't like to use the word vegan, do you? It's plant-based. Yeah, well, you know, even Michael Greger said, he said, vegan tells me what you don't eat, not what you do eat. That's interesting. And obviously, you know, there's people that are vegan activists and some people say, okay, I'm just eating plants. So I understand there's lots of identities in the community, just like there are in martial arts and broadcasting. So for me, yeah, I'm, I'm eating only plants. That's really what I am right now. Um, but that would be a vegan diet. I don't know if I am a vegan. I don't know how I feel about animals and all that. But I think when you eat a lot of plants, you do start to think about what's happening to the animals in a dairy situation or even eating them. So I wouldn't say I'm not thinking about some of the other issues that go on with veganism. So do you feel it's opened your eyes to those things and maybe after the triathlon you're gonna start looking into these things more? Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky every week I get ideas in my head and we broadcast them out. So, you know, like I said, when James Aspie is talking to me about, you know, holding vigils in front of slaughterhouses and I'm watching his stuff and I'm listening to what he says, I mean, it has to go in one ear. Also, I've got guests like Charles Poliquin and Ido Portal who tell me vegans are a bunch of punks and they can't train and they're weak. So I got all of these things coming around and I'm now road testing it. I mean, 
Bulletproof Diet's just over there. Yeah. You used to be sponsored by Bulletproof Coffee. You've had, yeah. uh, Which put butter in their coffee, right? Although we put cacao butter in our coffee when we slight, used to slight, serve Slightly better, guests. not yeah. grass-fed. Just because also I had guests coming over that were vegan, so we would put cacao butter in. It also kept longer. So yeah, Bulletproof Diet is, he's more into eating meats, but of course he's got a lot of biohacking things that can go both ways. So look, I think it's about a conversation more than anything. I think if you have conversations with people, show them the options, then people open their minds. And the beautiful thing about John Joseph is that he shows a whole nother demographic of people uh, what can be possible because he's kind of an old school tough guy. Yeah. I mean, um, last year, Edith Portal, sort of like he was your most watched guest, wasn't he? Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, he was. Of course he was. Yeah. And he's, he said he refuses to train vegans. So when he comes to London, what's going to happen? Well, I guess uh, I won't train with him. You're not going to train with him? No. Uh, so, look, Ido's fantastic. I love Ido. Um, obviously, I went to Israel. We made this documentary film with him. At the end of the documentary, he took us to this place in this bazaar market in, in Tel Aviv. Bazaar, I mean like B-A-Z-A-A-R. And it was all meat. And, he, and one of our, a couple of our guys are vegan, our film crew. And he had like meat lungs and meat brain and meat heart. And I was like, Ido, what are you doing? And so he is one side of the spectrum. I think he actually is joking a lot of the times when he says these things about vegans because he actually trains with them. But I've had a lot of guests on that just categorically say, I don't train with these people. But I think, honestly, they're, they're training with people who just don't have good diets. I don't think it's actually what they're eating. Have you heard of um, The Game Changers, the new movie that's coming out? Yes. So um, I know The Game Changers. I think John Joseph was actually in a little bits of it, although I don't think he's in the final movie. I've been watching it. It looks interesting. Um, from what I've seen so far. So yeah, it looks interesting. And what the health have you seen? You know, I know John's in that. He keeps asking me to watch it. I haven't watched that. I watched Cowspiracy. You watched Cowspiracy though? Yeah, I watched Cowspiracy, of course. I'm sort of linking onto that. Are you supplementing at all um, with B12 or any other supplements alongside your training? So look, it's a great question. I've been super focused on obviously making the movie, making the series Iron Mind, uh, getting my training in. I am eating a fairly well-balanced diet. I am supplementing with some plant-based protein powders. I have a whole rigorous thing of just normal supplements like magnesiums and all these other vitamins that I take. But I probably should be looking a little bit closer. I just sent my hair in to, be, to my hair doctor to be sampled, so he's gonna run the numbers and come back to me in the next few weeks. But I think I need to be thinking more about my nutrition. I might actually get Timothy Sheaf in here and a few other people to just check me. So, because I'm about five weeks in, maybe six weeks in right now, plant-based. And obviously, how are you actually feeling about it? Like, regardless of your lab reports, like, how do you feel? I feel great. I really do. I mean, when I put my mind to something, I just do it. So, like, if like, do you miss meat? It's like, no, because I'm not allowed to have meat. So why do I worry about it? So I just go forward. I've got an amazing woman at home who's just completely turned the kitchen upside down, and she's just cooking plants. So this morning, she got up early. She makes me tofu scramble burritos. She's making me these pancakes that I eat every day. I'm training a lot and I have a tendency not to eat. So now I eat anything in sight that of course is a plant. Um, and there's lots of great options. So I feel great, it's all good. Will I keep it up after May 20th? I don't know, we'll see, maybe. So you've got your family on board as well as some of the guys here at London Real. You know, London Real is early adopters. Like everybody here, I mean the team here, like they're amazing, incredible people. They're forward thinking. And I mean, half the staff here was vegan even a year ago. So yeah, they're all on board. If you look at our cupboards, it's all plants. So it's easy to do when you're in an environment of people that support you. And now pretty much my family's gone plant-based as well. I mean, even my kids, like I saw an egg the other day and I was like, what the hell is that? So yeah, we're getting there. And obviously you haven't actually had that long really to train for this, have you? You've, what was it, 90 days? 
Yeah, so I've got 45 days left, so I've had about two months to train. So it's just been a huge learning process. It's been, uh, yeah, very uncomfortable. And uh, it's just volume. That's what an Ironman is. It's putting in volume. What sort of training is it? Is it a lot of um, endurance training, like zone two, threshold? What sort of things are you doing? Yeah, so I have a Garmin watch that I wear normally, not, not this thing, that tra tracks my heart rate. And I've got a trainer that's training me and John Joseph. Her name's Samantha Murphy. And so she gets all my data every single day. And she has me uh, doing, I think, about 14 workouts per week. So uh, today is bike day and run day. So I'll be an hour on the bike up into, I don't know, probably zone two, maybe touching, uh, yeah, probably zone three. And then going right afterwards to about 50 minutes on the treadmill for the transition where your legs feel like jelly and then just getting on there and being uncomfortable. And then the next day is a swim. On Saturday, I'm running 22K. On Sunday, I'm biking 70K. And then we back in to swim on Monday. And then I try to get some break dancing in and some hand balancing to have some fun. And that's what my training's like. So yeah, intense. And the bike you said is the thing you struggle with the most. Man, I have a hard time with the bike, I'll be honest. It's, um, I mean, we all rode bikes as kids and they're fun, but when you're riding it for an endurance race, like it's business. You gotta get on that thing and pump until you're really, your heart rate's high, your legs. I'm very stationary. It only relies on a few muscles. So to get my heart rate. You have to work a lot harder than if yeah. you're running. Running yeah. your Hurries, skyrockets, doesn't it? Exactly. And so I struggle. And some days, if my head isn't into it, it's just hard to really get into it. And then you put yourself on a bike with traffic and people around, then it's hard. So honestly, this weekend's a big test for me to see if I can go do 70K and it doesn't take me like seven hours. And, uh, and yeah, it's been a struggle. Yeah, and obviously John Joseph is one who's challenged you to do this. Do you feel um, as if he's sort of like being your mentor? Do you feel like he's got something to teach you? Because he's expressed a number of times that he feels like there's something in you which he's sort of wanting to get out of you as such. So yeah. what's the sort of the relationship like with you, the dynamic, what's it like? You know, people ask me about mentors all the time uh, because I've been fortunate to have quite a few here. The, the beautiful thing about a mentor relationship is, is, is don't use the M word. So it's, I get people all the time say, Brian, will you be my mentor? And uh, my friend Tim Ferriss says the same thing. And his first reaction is, no, I don't have the time. So I meet people that teach me things. And whether it's Dorian Yates or Ido Portal or Dan Pena, the $50 billion man, John's one of those guys. And I think he saw in me a chance to be a teacher. Because let's be honest, being a teacher is a beautiful thing as well. I have lots of students and I love that role. So yeah, I think John saw something in me. He knew I had issues in New York. Tell your mind who the fuck this was. I need a fucking answer. What's it gonna be? And I needed to maybe go back to them and talk about them and deal with them. And he, I think he saw the Iron Man as a perfect opportunity to use it as a force to kind of get me to go inside or go into your brain. I mean, you know, you do ultras. Yeah, you're spending a lot of time by yourself. You're pushing yourself and you really strip down all emotional mental barriers. It's sort of just like, it's almost like a primal state really. It's weird how to get more into your brain, you actually go into the body. And I've, a, I've had a guest here named Elliot Hulse who says the body is the mind. And our movie with Ido Portal said pretty much the same thing. And so you can actually use your body as a tool to access parts of your mind and spirit that you never found possible. As a matter of fact, it's the only way to access some of those things. So yeah, that's what I think John's doing. He's definitely a mentor. He's what, eight years older than me? Uh, Big brother. Uh, yeah, he's like a big brother and you know, John's got a, a really rough past, you know, and so um, Maybe this is his way of connecting with humans, you know I was gonna link on to that. I mean, obviously 
John's been vegan for years and um, veganism and plant-based living sort of just like exploding at the minute. Do you feel like you doing this has sort of come about at the right time? Like veganism is bigger than ever. I think um, the other day a study came out saying about 7% of the UK now identifies as vegan. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but do you feel like you're already sort of getting on the wave as such as it's just exploding? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, John's been doing it for 37 years. You know, he was a like a Hare Krishna monk back in the day, and he's a really uh, intuitive guy. And he used to hang out with some Rastafaris, uh, a, a band called the Bad Brains back in the day, and they actually inspired John to become a lead singer. And these guys, they, they eat Itao cooking, you know, which is, you know, it's, from what I understand, it's all vegetables, not always the tastiest stuff. And so John saw these guys that were just strong, powerful, crushing it on stage. And he's like, what's that guy eating? I'm gonna have some of that. And so John, John's great, he always asks questions and he pursues different ways. And so, you know, now with me, like I'm not doing this to like get on the vegan bandwagon. I'm just doing this because it's a great test for me to explore myself and to see if I can do this and learn. And I'm learning so much about myself and food. Like I'm tasting food differently for the first time. It's amazing. Like, you know, when you, uh, Tim Ferriss said this to me as well, when you give yourself constraints, that's how great art is made. And so for us, it's two people in a studio, there's no edits. You got two hours, talk. What can you make with that? Same with this. Now you got no meat in your life, no dairy. What can you make with that? I'm actually falling in love with food again. I was in the East Village of New York recently for a week to, to make this film, and there's great vegan cuisine everywhere. I mean, every corner has an option, has an amazing juice bar. It's a place called the Organic Grill that I went with John a few times. We filmed for the movie, and uh, just so many amazing options. Same here in London, although I'd like to see more. And uh, just, I think people need to talk about this more. It's funny, my grandfather was a cattle rancher. So I remember seven years old going to a feedlot with 20,000 head of cattle that were about to be killed and it smelled horrible. And my sister and brother were talking about going vegetarian and my grandpa was like, what are you crazy? And so like I have a family history of first of all people thinking about this and people that were totally against this. And so it's interesting to see me now trying it when I've, I've heard these ideas for a long time and uh, it's, it's, it's been good. So you seem to have the two extremes like in your guests as well, you have guests who say, plant-based veganism is, you know, it's ideal and then others saying you can't do it, it's impossible. Do you feel that's almost like attracted you to it because so many people are saying you can't do it and then at the same time other people are so passionate about it? Yeah, I mean, I love a good challenge. I also love a good argument. You know, I think, I think the problem with a lot of media channels is, is their echo chambers and they feed their consumers what they want to hear. I try to do the opposite with London Real. I try to piss you off every week. I try to change your game. I try to put something in front of you you'd never spend time with. So when Charles Poliquin say, said, it's impossible for me to run uh, an Ironman on a vegan diet, like, you know, I know that's not true, and I'd like to try to prove it. He knows that's not true as well. He knows that's not true, I think, as well. He's just saying it. It's just, but you know, like Ido, he probably works with 100 people, and if 99 of them are quote-unquote vegan, he's probably like, okay, something's, different than my meat eaters. That's in his brain. Um, but I think it's all about having the conversation. You know, I think the more you talk about it, the more you see what's up, the more you challenge it, that then we can find a new reality. And he's old school too. So. Yeah, he's sort of the stereotypical no pain, no gain, isn't he? Where sort of meat is associated with masculinity. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he is. And like John Joseph has an amazing book called Meat is for Pussies. And he goes after that myth. Oh, it's manly to eat meat. Why? Is it also manly to smoke cigarettes and drink whiskey? No, we know that's stupid. So he, he counters all those things. The great thing about Charles Poliquin is he's a man of science. 
So if we can prove these things to him and show these things to him, he will adopt He's it. He's not going to straight out deny it like some people might. He's going to, he'll understand, he'll read the science. Yeah, I think, look, the more we just give people examples, I mean, people respond to, to you changing your behavior. When I first started London Real, I thought we were going to blast out all this information. Everyone's going to say, thank you, we'll change our behavior. But they're actually watching me, they're watching you, they're watching the guests. How do they behave? And that's what they take incentive from. So with me doing this, I think people might say, oh, if Brian's going to try it, then maybe I'll try it. And then you know, be your own judge. So you're almost sort of like promoting it and being an example of it. You're, you're sort of a guinea pig for your audience. I'm a guinea pig and also like I'm turning 47 before the race and I just want to show people that like you can do all of this stuff. And so many people get locked, they just get locked in a prison in their own brain and they say, I'm this age. I mean, I've had students that come in here and say, I'm, I'm 34, I'm too old to start a business, run a marathon, do this, do that. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I'm just here to show that it can be done and you can change your frame of mind at any point. So would you almost say it's, the diet's not even necessarily part of it, it's more to showing people that their limitations are the mental limitations they have. Is that more of what's Definitely. going on here? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think limitations are a fantastic way to explore who you are. So. I, I think the diet is that, but I think the diet's more than that. I think, you know, what you put inside of you is a big part of who you are. So there's more to it because I feel different. I do feel better on this diet and I feel like I'm doing something right. So, I mean, just, it's just as important what you put in your brain, <laughs> like what you're watching and listening to is what you put in, in your mouth. And um, so, yeah, I think being aware of that is, is important. And what sort of things are you putting into your body? Like what sort of does like a standard day of eating look like for you? Great question. So this morning, uh, like I said, I've got some plant-based protein powder that I'm having just in case because I'm doing so much training, I might need some muscle rebuild. So I have some of that, some almond milk. My, um, my missus makes me tofu scramble, breakfast burritos with like black beans, gluten-free. Then she cooks up a bunch of pancakes with like some tofu protein in there with maple syrup and uh, bananas. I've actually gained a kilo in the last few weeks. Um, I eat like falafel, hummus, she makes like a mean uh, vegan spaghetti bolognese. She's just super creative. So I've got actually tons of options. I've got too much food around here. Because it's the sort of thing of people eat three types of meat most of the time and then there's like thousands of edible plants but people say veganism is restrictive or plant-based diets are restrictive. Do you feel that you're just exploring food more and more? Yeah, I'm learning more about all these wonderful tastes out there that I had forgot. I think when you're a meat eater, you focus on the meat. So, oh, I have chicken, oh, the salmon is this, but you forget all oh, these plants have these wonderful flavors and textures, and I've always loved black beans, and oh, dal, I'm a huge fan of dal, I could eat that for days, and, uh, and it's nice to go into these other, other pieces. If I ever bring any meat back, which I don't know if I will, I think it will be in complement to all these wonderful plants out there, because, yeah, I've learned so much, but you must be proactive about your food, because I've found where I haven't planned, and I'm looking around and I just start getting grumpy because I need to eat clean as well. I can't just eat. Especially with all your training, if you're not eating, then you know, you're not refueling your body, you're gonna be tired, you're gonna get injured. So I mean, that's a really big part of what you're doing is the eating as well as the training. Super, I mean, I'm on a seafood diet right now. Are you? I see food and I eat it. So, except there's no fish involved. Uh, but any, I, any seaweed? I, uh, I like seaweed, but I haven't had some recently. So I should, but I'm eating all the time because like I'm eating for the next workout after I'm done working out, I'm recovering and eating for the next workout, so yeah. I mean, what would you say to people who are wanting to start a plant-based diet? I mean, do you have any advice for them? Because I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere now, but. Yeah, so 
You know, I actually, I, I teach a course for a bunch of my students called the Life Accelerator and I ask them to change their diet for a week and I just say go one day vegan or vegetarian and just explore what it's like for the day. So try a day to start and then I know there's things like the 22 day challenge and things but just try one day and see what it's like. It's probably not what you think it is. Also with apps like Happy Cow and stuff like that, you can be shocked and surprised by how amazing it is. So pick a Monday, maybe your next Monday, and go plant-based. And that's what we're doing with the series Iron Mind. It's not really about me, it's about you going out there and trying to swim, trying to bike ride, trying to run, and trying going plant-based for a day or two days or a week and be surprised at what's going out there. And if you can do all that, what else can you do? <laughs> so just try that. So that's what I would say to everybody. There's options everywhere right now. Amazon Fresh, no matter where you live, you can, you can do it. And obviously linking back to the race, are you going to be um, completing the whole race alongside John Joseph or are you going to be going sort of at your own pace? So I haven't told John this, but I'm going to beat his ass. Oh, yeah. Is this a PBN exclusive? It is actually. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm planning to smoke that old man and beat him at the finish line. Uh, but look, John has, finished nine, John has finished nine full Ironmans, including the one in Kona, Kauai, which is the oh, one that it has like lava fields and crosswinds and... I mean, he's, he did a swim for the New York one where there was like a dead body floating in the water. Like, just like he's been in horrible conditions. And so uh, I think John is going to try to stay with me on the race, which I actually hope he doesn't do <laughs> because he's probably going to be like, come on, Brian, let's go. And I'll be like, why don't you just leave me alone so I can finish my race? But I bet he's going to be with me, which probably means he's going to push me the whole way. So that should be really interesting. Um, so yeah, I think we'll probably finish together, but I don't know. So obviously it'd be nice to have someone near you in the swim because the swim is probably the hardest part of the race. Many people have like panic attacks before they even start. Don't yeah. They? So I asked my trainer, Samantha Murphy, I said, do people, do people die on the swim? And she said, no, Brian, don't worry about it. They're just having heart attacks. And so, uh, and she said, it's mostly men your age. And so look. In New York, John put me through what he calls the mosh pit in the water. And so he took me to a pool and he started punching me in the head and pulling me down by my legs. He ripped my goggles off and he was pushing me. He said, look, you don't get your own lane. There's going to be 3,000 people in the water. So I'm already getting used to having people around me and bumping into them. But also, I've been swimming in a pool. I got to get out to the open water where I can, where I can when you can't see in front of you. And you're not going to push off at each end. Yeah, you can't push off. And then everybody there is a stressed state, right? So it's if your anxiety, hopefully I can try to lower my anxiety a little bit. But everybody else is freaking out. So they're probably not thinking about you when they're hammering by you. So, But I don't know if having John near me is going to help there. So look, I just want to go get my swim on. My swim's actually coming along. If I can just execute it, it's all about remaining calm, I think, the whole time. And that's what I have to do and stay in a good attitude. I've had a few days on the bike where I got so pissed off. I was just like, F You're not meeting this. the numbers that you're meant to be, are you? Yeah, that I can't makes get my heart rate up. I'm pissed off. I'm almost like texting my trainer, this sucks. Why isn't this working? Something's wrong. And I just get in my head and I want to quit. So I got to not do that. So I just got to keep practicing. Because John's a big um, advocate of positive mental attitude, isn't he? Yeah. It's so is that something book. which you're trying to, is that his next book? Yeah, it's called PMA. Is that something you're trying to adopt during this process as well to sort of get the full experience? Look, I've always been into positivity. Like everything we do around here, I'm always looking for what I can learn from people in a positive way. But when you're on that bike, after you've been on a run and a swim, sometimes it's hard to stay positive. So yeah, I'm trying to go in there and just being like, okay, let's get this done. It's amazing. When you're in the right frame of mind, 
you know this from running, you can go probably 200 Flow state almost. Yeah, when you're in the wrong state of mind, it's hard to go 2K, because you're just like, what am I doing, this sucks. And so my trainer said, she said, you'll see people that are fitter than you there that'll quit. Like, you'll see 25-year-old guys that look, you know, ripped, that'll stop, because they'll get mad about something and angry about their bike not so working. So much of it's mental, isn't it? It's 90% yeah. mental, really. Which is great, if, but if you, yeah, so it's great to know, now can I get my state there? But I've got a lot on the line here. I've got a lot of people I don't want to let down, including John. And so, uh, yeah, I want to. I will be as prepared as possible. And then they always say, "Have fun on the day of the race." So. And we'll try and enjoy it. I'll try to have fun. So coming to the end now, how can people follow along with your journey? We've obviously got Iron Mind, which is a really good series. I'd recommend everyone watching that. Um, it's quite emotional. Yes. We won't give anything away because people watch that themselves. But where can people find you? Yeah. So um, we are London Real. It's what I do every week. We have. Uh, incredible guests in this studio that we broadcast for free around the world. And the series is called Iron Mind. And so it's a weekly series going right up to the race, which will be made into a movie uh, later. And so uh, they can go watch that at londonreel.tv forward slash Iron Mind like this. And uh, there's a new episode out every seven days. You get to meet John Joseph, the trip to New York. And yeah, it goes, it gets emotional because this race pushes you to the limits. And I get to go see some old demons of mine in New York City. And it gets pretty exciting. So uh, yeah, that's us, and uh, like I said, the movie will come out soon. And just support us, we got a group on Facebook, and again, I'm asking people just to, to try. Go run, go swim, go, uh, go do one of these events, and then try going plant-based for a day, and join me on this journey. Amazing, well thanks for inviting us over here, I really appreciate it. So yeah, good luck with the race. No, thank you very much, and respect to everything you guys do. Really appreciate all the content you put out there. Trust me, I know how hard it is making video content. You guys put out a ton of it. You guys have an amazing channel, so. Props to you Thank guys you for what you do. Awesome. Cool.